For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This is the Georgia Dog Podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. That's it. Wilcox with an up and out. Wide open. Touchdown. Israel two. Snap to Young. Drops back. Pressure from the edges. He throws near sideline. And it's intercepted. Intercepted. Keely Ringo at the 21. Off he goes. 40, 50, 45, 40, 35, 30. Near sideline. Breaks the tackle. 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown. 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 Georgia. Good evening, neighborhood. How about them dogs? 32, 18. Let the celebration begin. What's up? What's up? What's up? It's the Believe in Georgia Dogs podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. Israel, was that one better? (laughs) Uh, Mr. Glower, who is by far one of the funniest men I've ever met in my life, Mm -hmm. just made the whole entire thing. That is absolutely priceless. Yep. That is priceless. He, He was my linebackers coach in high school. I grew up with him. Oh, uh, man. He, he um, coached with he coached with my dad, so I've known him my whole life. I so. was just talking with Chad this weekend, as a matter of fact. So that the ending right there is absolutely priceless, man. That's awesome. Yeah, I got to uh, now. Now that we have an episode where that's under our belts, I, I got to play that for him and tag him. So that'll be fun. <laughs> that'll be fun for him. But uh, yeah, man. So uh, listen. Uh, subscribe. We are the Believe in Georgia Dogs podcast. If you don't, we'll go back to the short intro. So please. Yeah, let's not do that. Yeah. Let's not do that. <laughs> that was bad. So I was still, still to this day, I still wasn't expecting that one. <laughs> yeah. The uh the audio version is not is not quite as uh it's not quite as steep or sharp of an intro. So so our our last episode, just go watch the just go listen to the uh, the audio audio side of it. I, I do play a, a music I do fade the music down uh so so it runs a little bit longer. So that's good. Uh the 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 music the music bed in that track was actually an original track by one of my students named Nate Deason. He uh he produced that sound. So that was that's awesome. Uh, that was pretty good. So um, and he gave me a whole library of his stuff, you know, to use when, you know, whenever I wanted to. So I need to give him a little bit of credit. So Nate Deason. And of course, uh, those clips are courtesy ESPN and, uh, the UGA radio network as well. So we, we, we thank you for that. We're not trying to steal it, but it is cool. It is. It does add a little, add a little flair, but, uh, we, we have a, we have a nice show for you guys. We have a nice show lined up. Uh, it, we're going to talk a little national signing day, even though we're late. Even though we're tardy to the party, we're gonna we're gonna talk about it a little bit. Uh, there's some coaching news that uh, that I didn't remember until just now, so it's not in the rundown. But we're gonna we're gonna call an audible there, so we'll talk about that a little bit. We'll talk about basketball, man. What's going on with basketball? 
and then of course uh, the Super Bowl coming up this weekend. We'll uh, we'll dive into that a little bit. We got some got some dogs playing in that, uh, so it is Georgia related uh, via the NFL. So we'll talk about that a little bit. But uh, I'd be remiss if I told you if I didn't tell you that we're brought to you. We're presented by BetOnline.ag. So the big game is finally here. We have hit Super Bowl Sunday. We haven't hit it yet, but it, it's it's rapidly approaching. Um, as always, BetOnline has you covered from odds, scores, totals player performance props and where the next fire coach is going to land bet online is the number one spot for all things, NFL betting in 2022. Obviously you can't bet on the, uh, where the coaches have landed, uh, because they have, uh, they have all landed now. So, uh, all right, those props are, are gone, but I'm excited Israel about the super bowl props. Uh, I'm definitely going to, I'm definitely going to make the coin toss a part of my parlay. Man, I've, I've got to get back. You know, I lost the, Lost a couple of coins um, after Tampa Bay lost, so mm-hmm. gotta get, I got to get my, my my money back up. And I got to say, I got to start using my computer because I look about three hundred pounds in this camera right here, and I don't know if I like it or not. <laughs> mm. Well, um, you're certainly not the blob, but we can uh, <laughs> do the fact you do what everybody does when they look down at the camera. They're like. <laughs> Fat face. I'm sitting here looking. I'm like, wait a minute. What in the world is going on here? I should. I knew I should. I knew I shouldn't have had that Arby's brisket. So, Look, I had one extra honey bun tonight, and I'd be dang. It was my dessert. I mean, well, maybe you should have worked it so to, hard the last. Maybe you should have given it to the dogs, man. I know. Well. They don't just have football. They have basketball, hockey, boxing, UFC, odds, coverage, and the best in the business from sports right down to your Vegas casino games. BetOnline is your number one online wagering destination. So head to BetOnline today, or you can use your mobile device, sign up today, and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to get started you started it's the fastest easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports and play your favorite games bet online it's where the game starts so uh let's let's go chronologically a little bit here um national signing day we'll start there uh, because it is the oldest topic that we have on on the uh, on the agenda so we'll we'll start there um and we'll look even early signing period we didn't really cover that too much um so we'll cover the whole signing class in its entirety. Um, to me, what stood out is, you know, I, I really like the receivers that we got. I think we got, especially with Dylan bell uh, last week, I, I think that's going to give us some explosiveness out there at that position. And we've got some quantity coming in. So uh, all these losses and this lack of experience that people like to uh, bitch and moan about, we got it. We got it coming. And I, you know, and Kirby's showing with this recruiting class that, we're not necessarily going to rely on the transfer portal. We're not going to, you know, you got BMAC who's going to develop these guys and you got some playmakers here. And AD Mitchell has shown that you can, as a freshman, you can make an early impact, right? Most definitely. You got AD Mitchell, um, McConkey, um, and Jackson, you know, three veterans that are in that room. Um, you get Rosemary Jackson back as well. So, I mean, you got some veteran guys in that room um, that can help these young guys coming up. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I'm very excited about this receiving core. I'm more excited the fact that we got feedback to come back um, to UGA. He was there when I was there, there when you were there too, mm-hmm. um, as well, Corey. So, I mean, not only did you get a, a phenomenal coach, but you also got an even better recruiter. Uh, with yeah. him and Del McGee, 
I mean, it's it's going to be uh, crazy in Athens right now, especially we had Coach Scott into the mix. I mean, Coach Bobo's back in Athens as well. So you got a bunch of top-notch guys, a bunch of Georgia guys that, that are going to do some really good things for this recruiting class. But the receiving core, I mean, we just got that much better after signing day. So I'm excited about it. Absolutely. And, and, you know, you add Oscar Delp too at the tight end position and, you know, that, you know, convinced Darnell Washington not to transfer. So you have that target and then of course Brock Bowers. So I, I think you've got some great things going at the tight end position offensive weapons wise. I mean, there's plenty, there's plenty loaded in this uh, recruiting class, Branson Robinson, who is about as close to being a five-star as you can. Uh, from Mississippi, that dude looks like a full-grown man. He is he is this cycle's uh, Braylon Allen. And if you don't know who Braylon Allen is, uh, he's the kid that uh, I think squatted 600 pounds as a 17-year-old that plays for Wisconsin right now. So uh, Branson Robinson deadlifted 720 pounds I saw as, a, that. as a high school senior. I wasn't even thinking about deadlifting much less deadlifting 720 pounds. Yes, he, he competed in a weightlifting competition not too long ago, if I'm not mistaken, and mm-hmm. absolutely blew the, roof, blew the roof off the building. So um, I'm pretty sure the strength staff is loving that. Yeah. I mean, he's going to come in and make an instant impact in the weight room. So um, I'm excited about that. Defense, you know, the offensive line, I think, got some good pieces as well. Uh, Ernest Green from from California. Big six five, three hundred thirty pound uh, guy. Jacob Hood, more of a project from uh, from Nashville, right around the corner for me. He's a Metro Nashville kid. I uh, got that's two players now that we've gotten that we've pulled from from Metro, uh, the school district that I'm in. So that's pretty cool. Drew Bobo uh, comes in as an offensive mm-hmm. lineman. So we we got some good pieces there. Um, you know, Griffin Scroggs comes in from Loganville. Um, so I really like kind of what we did there, but defensively, I thought I thought we hit a lot of home runs as well. Christian Miller is somebody that I was thoroughly impressed with uh, being able to pull him on signing day. Uh, EJ Lightsey mm-hmm. as a linebacker from Fitzgerald, pulling him on uh, on signing day as well, and then of course getting uh, getting Bear Alexander, getting him back into the fold after he decommitted, committed to A and M. And then decommitted from there, and, and realized that he made a giant mistake, and now he's uh, now he's back with the dogs. So that's that's probably where the uh, the speech from our good buddy Jimbo Fisher came from, mm-hmm. um, which I'm sure we'll talk about that at a later date. But um, <laughs> we got some really good good pieces. Um, we actually got kids in positions that we needed them. Uh, yes, we needed DB some more D linemen. Well. We needed yeah. we needed some more receivers. We needed some more DBs. Uh, we needed a couple of, of offensive linemen. Um, we need another tight end. So, I mean, every position that in which we needed somebody, we got. Um, we got a couple of guys that have been, have enrolled already um, in Athens right now. Um, so, I mean, it, I, I think it's a great job by coaching staff, a great job by the recruiting staff that's there. Um, and now you, you've added a couple more pieces to to the puzzle with this new coaching staff coming in. Um, so, it's it's going to be even better moving forward. And I think, you know, when you look at recruiting rankings, it's easy just to look at the hard numbers and say, okay, AM had a better class. Alabama had a better class. So we're third in the SEC as far as class goes, third in the country as well. But to me, like, you got to look, you got to look beyond just the, 
recruiting rankings of them coming in. You've got to look at the situation that they're coming into, right? You got to look at the coaching staffs. Obviously Alabama is going to be Alabama, but I mean, they get, you know, they're probably going to have another new offensive coordinator. I don't know if Bill O'Brien is going to, is going to stay, if he's going to end up uh, up in new England, which he's, I think the favorite to be the next uh, Patriots offensive coordinator. So they'll be looking for, for that. They've already replaced a couple of uh, position guys. So, I mean, with the success that Alabama's had, one of the things that, you know, continues to potentially be an issue is the development with Georgia. I think this is the best situation and not because we're not because you and I are hosting the believe in Georgia dogs podcast. I would keep it real. Um, if I thought A&M or Alabama was a, was a better situation right now, but the way that this staff is built with Kirby, I think, that the development piece of it is going to be there. And these guys with coach Sinclair in the weight room with their position coaches are all getting elite uh, preparation. And then these offensive guys are getting, you know, elite scheme wise uh, because not only do you have Monken, but you have Buster Faulkner and Mike Bobo as analysts that are really doing a lot of the schematic work behind the scenes. So they're getting plenty of development, especially on the offensive side of the ball. And I'm, I'm super excited about that. You have four proven offensive coordinators on the side of the ball now. Four. Mm-hmm. You have a head coach on that side of the ball now. Yep. You have the tight ends coach of the year on that side of the ball now. Mm-hmm. You have the recruiting coordinator of the year on that side of the ball now. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, just on the offensive side of the ball, I mean, development is not going to be a problem. Um, and that's the – one thing that I want people to understand about recruiting, just because you look and see Texas A&M and a lot of Alabama has all these top-ranked guys, what are they doing when they get there? You know, the biggest knock was, oh, JT was a five-star kid sitting on the bench. We're, we're not doing anything without five stars. Well, are they being developed? I haven't heard of any really five stars being developed at Texas A&M. I don't even know who their wide receiver coach is over there at Texas A&M. Yeah, and I no. do know who ours is, and that's just not because we are believing dogs. That's just because Brian McClendon's name carries weight. Todd Hartley's name carries weight. Buster Faulkner, Mike Bobo, those guys' names carries weight. Del McGee, everybody knows who Del McGee is. Mm-hmm. Like those guys' names carry weight. So, I mean, just the simple fact that those are the guys that's going to be coaching our players, getting them ready for – I mean, getting ready to, you know, defend our national championship this year. I mean, I'm fully confident in those guys. And there's a reason why those recruits went there. You know, you're going to lose a couple of recruits in the fold. That's just how it goes. You know, whether it's NIL or getting paid or not. But I tell it, you it what, is what it is. I don't, I've never heard anyone say they had fun in, where's Texas a and at? College Station. And College Station. I've That's never right. heard that. And it's College Station. I've heard a lot of fun in Athens. That much mm-hmm. I do know. I've heard College Station's a bit of a cult. Yeah. You know they got a Target downtown Nathas right now? A Target. Really? That's ins- Yes. Wow. Mm-hmm. I, like, I, I was blown away that they had a Waffle House downtown. Now they yep, have a they Target. They got a Waffle House. Yes, they got a Zaxby's, a Chick-fil-A. Hey. Everything's in Walking wow. Loses now. I know. Wow. Okay. I hear you. Dang, that's uh, that's exciting news. That's that's pretty good. So, um before we before we move on, what uh which one of these freshmen and I know this is like throwing darts here because I think a lot of these guys could contribute early. Um but 
Who do you think is going to be the biggest impact player? We didn't like, we did not see A.D. Mitchell and Brock Bowers being the, the two, the two that really stood out from that freshman class uh, a year ago, or even Lad McConkey for that matter. Um, what do you, who do you think is going to stand out the most? I'm looking for um, Stark to make, to be, to have a big year. Yeah. Um, okay. Bell, Miller, and Bear. Bear simply because of the fact we have to replace two good, two dang good ones in the mm-hmm. interior on the, on the defensive line. Um, I mean, you saw uh, the things that Wyatt did um, at the Senior Bowl. I mean, he's making people look foolish. I mean, the way he moves. Yeah, it's You can tell that Coach Scott has done a great job of developing players. Mm-hmm. Once again, I don't know who Texas A&M's defensive line coach is either. I'm mm-hmm. just saying. And it's not just because we believe in dogs. I just don't know who that is. Um, but you know, just seeing those guys, um, hearing those guys and seeing those guys actually play, um, you know, I'm looking forward to the kid from, uh, Fitzgerald. Um, I actually saw yeah, him in person. Yeah. Uh, he, he's a, he's a grown man. Let me tell you. He's going um, to have, gonna have the uh, opportunity that, that, I think that position get that and the DBs got hit really hard. Uh, with, I saw with him, um, hit a kid, um, and it wasn't real pretty. Um, but it was it's very clean play. I mean, mm-hmm. he's just a he's just like animal. a train hitting. It's like a train hitting a, a Kia. I mean, it just <laughs> oh it, wow, it just happened that way. Yeah, um, but you know, with this recruiting class, you know, there's so many surprises, especially with everybody that's left. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, everybody's going to have the opportunity, especially at the receiving position and linebacker and uh, defensive backs for sure. Um, those positions are going to be, you know, very competition heavy. So if I'm one of those guys coming in, I'm looking to play right now. Yeah, if, especially if I'm one of those DBs. So who's going to be coaching the DBs? Because uh, Coach that Adai, he uh, he is headed to Miami. So we we traded McClendon for a die. Now <laughs> that, uh, was so a, that, that was a pretty good trade. Yeah, that's yeah. it. I saw that earlier. Whatever, I was yeah. like. I said that, you know, what? that's that's a good trait. You know, Coach Adai has done a great job, um, you know, especially dealing with the head cases he had coming in this past mm-hmm. year. I think he did a good job of managing those guys. Um, also, um, you know, trading, <laughs> they said trading, but trading him for, for BMAC, I think is a really good <laughs> trade. But yeah. um, I think we're going to steal. I hope we do. Um, there's a coach by the name of Zach Etheridge. Um, played against him. Um, he played at Auburn. Uh, we've played safety at Auburn um, when I was coming through. Um, he's been, he's been through the the coaching ranks. You know, he was at Houston um, with Coach Coach uh, Doug Bell, um, who's who's a South Georgia guy too with the Lounge. Um, so I know he knows it backwards and forwards. So yeah, um, I'm looking forward to them talking with uh, Zach Etheridge. I think he'd do a really good job over there on the defensive side. Yeah, I think that would be. Honestly, I think that would be a good hire. I, I, you know, some of these, some of these DB guys are a dime a dozen, to be honest with you. So, uh, to get a guy that stands out um, would be, you know, somebody that has name recognition. I think would be would be a good thing, and somebody who has good development skills would also be. You got to get one that's going to be. You know, he he's coming into a room just like B Mac. B Mac is a very no nonsense kind of guy, yeah. and if you've ever coached any football you know that between the receivers and the dbs we are the hardest positions to deal with emotionally 
So you're going to have to find a guy that's going to come in, one, give the kids on his side, one that's being able to develop kids, one that's a player's coach as well. Um, I hate that we missed out on Coach Robinson. I think Alabama nabbed him up first. Um, I think that's only because they heard that we were probably going to get him. Um, Saban ain't stupid. No. So I think, um, could you imagine him being back with Muschamp? Oh, my gosh. Um, I think that would have been great. Yeah. Um, so it's gonna it's gonna be really be interesting. But if I had to pick one, um, I think I'm going with uh, Zach Etheridge. I think if we pluck him from Auburn, especially, I think he's gonna be ready to go with all the turmoil that's going on over there. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. He's uh, he's he's looking to get to get out of there, and hell, they might all be released. So it'd be a good uh, that'd be a good pickup. Perfect timing on that. Uh, Marcus Woodson from Florida State, Azar Abdul Rahim from BC, Torian Gray from South Carolina, and Demarcus Van Dyke from Miami are other names that are that are in consideration. So uh, I'd, I'd be curious to see what you know who who out of that group lands uh, lands with uh, with Georgia. Um, so. Uh, Uzo Deribe, coach Uzo Deribe, uh, got him to coach the outside linebackers, pulled him from what SMU, I think. Mm-hmm. He was coaching D line at SMU. Yeah. So heard a lot of great things about him and recruiting, um, you know, with the defensive masterminds we have on defense. I, I think him learning the position, they can teach him whatever, whatever they want to teach him. Uh, as long as he can recruit, I, I think that was the crux of that hire. I, I think you got to get a young guy like that on staff that's hungry, that that will recruit his that will recruit his ass off, um, that'll fit in with the staff. I, I think him and Trey Scott. I think what they're going to ask the outside linebackers coach to do is focus a lot on pass rush moves because I, I think schematically, defensively, I think we're going to kind of lend ourselves to more to more of that from that position. Uh, and then, you know, of course, Nolan Smith will be uh, asked to do some other things as well because of his versatility. But, you know, I, I think the skill set is going to be a little bit different than what, what uh, Dan Lanning was, was coaching those guys to do. So uh, I'll be interested to kind of see how he does. I think he'll do good. Obviously I think he'll win the room over. Uh, seem like he's seem like he's the, the, the right fit for, uh, for what we need. So I'm uh, I'm excited about that. We didn't need another chief. We just needed somebody that was young, hungry, could recruit, and and is willing to come in and learn. Most definitely, and he has ties to he has deep Texas ties too, mm-hmm. uh, for being at SMU. So you That's know, a we kind of plucked we kind of plucked the guy from over there. You know, we got Texas and then got Nick Williams who has Georgia ties. Mm-hmm. Um, they got Cromartie who has Florida ties. So we kind of plucking from everywhere to get and, you know kind of has- what we need. And Texas has to show a choice who has Atlanta ties. So, you know, exactly. it's, it's, so it's one every, way. Everybody's figuring out the game. Um, but uh, I think Georgia does it better. Um, I think we got a good young coach. Um, I think that within coaching outside linebacker, it's going to be more of a uh, – when Leonard Floyd and um, all those guys were there, um, Jarvis Jones type deal. You know, yeah. he's a linebacker, yes, but he's going to be a stand-up in some in some type of capacity. Right. Um, he can rush the quarterback, or he can play um, in zone coverage and things like that. He can cover. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that I think is a great hire. And like you say, he'll win the room over a young guy, great energetic guy, and a great recruiter. So I think it's it think he's going to be awesome, especially when he handles the West Coast. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. And I I like that one as well. So um, moving from a sport that we're really really high on, which I guess is just about every sport except this next one that we're going to talk about. 
Uh, men's basketball. We have the luxury. We're going to be able to preview our upcoming game because it, uh, the upcoming game is not uh, as we record here on a, on a Tuesday. Uh, we play Florida coming up, but one of the things I noticed, uh, and, and I did the post game wrap up over, over the weekend, but you know, a couple of questions with this basketball program and, and really before we get started, uh, we do have a new sponsor, uh, Nord VPN. So Israel, what's more important than peace of mind? Nothing. And that's Nord VPN. And that's what Nord VPN is here for to give you that peace of mind while you're online. All those Russian bots that we had uh, that were looking for you last night on Beast of the East, we, you know, Nord VPN is going to help us pr- help protect <laughs> us against them. So with all the threats you face, I saw today, them pop up when I was watching the shit. Yeah, they uh, they were looking for you, man. Saying where where is Israel or something? <laughs> so that's just what they were doing. So I t- I told them and they went away. You know they, they were disappointed. They didn't get to see you. That's why they tuned in. So you're big in Russia, apparently. So with all the threats you face today on the internet, it is more important than ever to be sure that you have the best VPN you can get. NordVPN is the best VPN service offering the fastest connectivity, the most servers, and the next-gen encryption to make sure everything you do stays online, stays secure. Plus, you can use NordVPN on all your computers and devices, no matter the operating system. With NordVPN's unlimited bandwidth, you never have to worry about a slow connection either. And the plan started under $4 a month. So grab your exclusive NordVPN deal by going to nordvpn.com slash believe or use the code believe, that's B-L-E-A-V, to get up to 70% off your NordVPN plan plus one additional month for free. It's also risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. So, So hit them up. Tell them that believe in dogs. Tell them that Israel sent you to protect you from the Russian bots. <laughs> Tell them that, right? So, um, want to make some money? How about you invest in an exciting asset that's outpaced the S and P five hundred by one hundred and sixty four percent for twenty five years? I'm talking about art. Masterworks is the new investing app that allows you to invest in blue chip paintings from icons like Picasso. Monet, and Warhol without needing millions. Over 300,000 people have already signed up. So get priority access with our unique promo. Log on to masterworks.art slash believe. That's masterworks.art slash believe. B-L-E-A-V. See important disclosures at masterworks.io slash disclosures. Anyway, basketball. Oh God! Yeah, right. So <laughs> it's been ugly, man. <laughs> it's been real ugly. Had Auburn on the ropes, right? And Auburn's Auburn's been looking to oh, lose because yes, they have. They shot thirty nine percent from the field on Saturday, and they just lost to Arkansas actually as we speak. Um, had a chance yeah. to really put them away, and didn't. Why? Because we were 40% from the field. We didn't take advantage of that. We were under 70% on the free throw line. Missed crucial free throws coming down a stretch, actually. Um, and got absolutely nothing out of our bench. Nothing. We got our leading score off the bench was four points in like eight minutes or something like that. Moment was too big and we pissed down our leg. 
Uh, we weren't really athletes um, yeah. at the free throw line when it counted. Now, listen, this is what I'm doing. I've been sitting in football meetings all day on Saturday mm-hmm. um, at a coaching clinic, which it was a great glacier clinic, by the way. Uh, kudos to the uh, to the yeah. Grayson staff for putting that on as well in Atlanta. So I go to the Ivy in Buckhead. Shout out to my guys there as well. Nice. We're watching the game. Now, mind you, it's me. And a bunch of Auburn fans in there, mind you. There's two Georgia fans in there, and we're we're going berserk. We're like we're about to win this game, and it's back and forth. And I'm I'm tweeting about it as well, and then we lose. The way in which we lost to was not very good. Um, we had we had enough time to push the ball down the court, you know, get a foul, you know, make a free throw. You never know what might happen after that. So, and um, we did. But the disheartening part of the whole deal, as bad as we play, that's the hardest I've seen us play since we played Alabama. Yeah. And we ended up beating Alabama. Um, and I tweeted, I said, just imagine if we played this hard every single game. You're bound to win something. But it's hard to win, even if you play hard. It's difficult to win when you play like five guys at the Y who have just met each other and you don't really know what to do. Like there were several instances on the defensive end of the floor where Auburn got free shots at the rim because two guys w- w- thought one, the other guy had, you know, had cut off and they both kind of looked at each other and the Auburn guy just went right. I mean, went right down Broadway, like right down the middle of the paint. Mm-hmm. Like back in 1995, you were on the ground writhing in pain. Yes. If you went down the lane, right? Nope. Not against Georgia. So uh, in twenty in twenty twenty two in the gym of Monroe High School, you're picking up your teeth off the ground if you come in the paint like that. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. I'm gonna hit you. I'm not just gonna let you get a free two points on me. No, you're going down. You're you're hitting the deck. If you play in my PE class, you're going down, and I'm gonna trash talk you too. So, but uh, I, I just I don't get it. Like like I know I know Crean's not a bad coach, and I don't want I don't want this to turn into a Crean bashing session. And I said this on I said this on Saturday or on Sunday when I recorded that uh, the the post game pod. It was like a little ten minute episode that that I put up over the weekend. Um, this Alabama fan actually because because I, I our guys over at Tide Talk uh, podcast uh, Jake and Stacy they they echoed our show and they played it on their feeds too. And you know one of their followers, one of their listeners, was confused about us wanting to move on from Tom Crean, which. To me, I, I, I mean, I've been done with him, but I'm really done with him now because a now you can't get stuff out of your bench, right? Now you get nothing, even from your starters. It's unorganized. You, you just have complete lapses on the defensive end of the floor. You had a mass exodus a year ago. The guy that really did the most damage against you on Saturday was a guy that was on your roster a year ago. Like, what what is going on here? Man, you, you know, I've been the biggest Tom Crean fan of the decade. You know, we all of us have. We, we remember, want Georgia basketball to be good. I remember a couple years ago when we first started and we were talking about basketball. It was, you know, let's give him another year and let him figure it out. You know, he's got new pieces. Um, but now after watching Saturday, I mean, we're giving up free. Luckily, they missed a lot of but we're giving up free pass to the bucket. Um, there's no cohesion at all, whether offensively or defensively, mm-hmm. um, by our basketball team. And, you know, that just, it just shows that our team is out of whack. 
Yeah. Um, you know, I don't know. I don't think that that's coaching. I just think that's the culture that that's going on right now. You know, being, well, being that's, cohesive, that's being a group that's, is not. It is, but for me, it comes from them understanding the plan. You know, whether you're coaching it, you're either coaching it or you're allowing it. Mm-hmm. One of the two. So, I think he's allowing it. I don't think he's coaching it because it it looks real bad. Look like they're allowed to do what they want to, and mm-hmm. it's just. We're just going to go out here and roll the basketballs. It's like giving the ball to a bunch of elementary school kids and tell them to go have fun is what it looked like. Yeah, um, I mean, it, it looked like my PE class that today. It. That was the first time I actually watched it from beginning to end. Yeah. Um, you know, when we played Alabama, you know, a couple of games before that, you know, I watched it until it just got out of hand. But I watched that from beginning to end, and it just looked – we played hard, but – there's just no cohesiveness between players and, you know and when they get when they call timeout they go to the sideline it's like there's nothing being said i can remember just throw a chair do something like there's no like fire behind it or they just won't listen that's just what i see mm-hmm. um well, I, so I, I don't, I don't see any I, fire I, I just don't see any, I don't see any fire. And at this point, I don't think they'd listen, even if there is fire. So it starts at the top, but I, I think it's program wide. I think everybody's at fault here a little bit um, as far as uh, the culture in basketball. So um, I think you and I both know that Tom Crean is his, our clock is ticking up here. I think his is too. So the next question is like, how, how, how do we proceed from here? Like we play Florida coming up next and Florida's kind of been not the same as they usually are. They, they, they started hot. I think they've kind of cooled off a little bit. Um, but like what, you know, what do you need to see against Florida? That's a good question. <laughs> I didn't think I'd stump you there. <laughs> mm. um, I, I can't say play hard anymore because we are playing hard. I just want to see us play a complete game. Um, I think I think if we play a game kind of like we play, and I hate to go back to the Alabama game, but that's the only game I saw. Is just we we actually played well. Um, yeah. I think we just need to get back to that. Whatever we did against Alabama, we need to do that for the rest of the season. You mm-hmm. never know what might happen. Yeah, um, I mean, but I, I think you need to get. I think you need to get higher than a. You know, I think you need to shoot better than your forty-four percent. Uh, from the field. Yeah, 44% ain't winning you nothing. No. Uh, Florida right now is 42% from the field. They, they've got to improve that. They're, um, so you're saying there's a chance. I'm saying there's a chance. Florida, <laughs> Florida's struggling. They've, uh, they have, uh, why well, I say they're struggling, but they've won their last three. So um, they struggled there for a minute, but they won their last three. So they're, I don't know. They're, they're kind of up and down. They're, 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 they come off to me as a very streaky. I haven't seen Florida a whole bunch, but they come off to me as a very streaky team. So, um, like a team like a team like Vanderbilt when when they played us, they shot. I think they ended up. They had their best shooting night all season, and they were close to seventy percent from the field, and they were deadly accurate from the free throw line. So, you got to hit your free throws. You got to take better shots. I think you got to create a little bit better shots, and, and I think that just comes with being together. And Vinny and I talked about this a little bit last night and he told me and this this kind of this really blew my mind and this really kind of um kind of set me off uh, I I guess you could say but he he uh he was talking about that he that he had heard um from 
somebody that played at Indiana for Tom Crean that every five games he resets the playbook. Mm. Every five games he resets the playbook. So about every two weeks or so. Who, who, who does that? I'm not sure. You I'm reset. Not, so you take your playbook, you give it to the kids. Uh-huh. And then, all right, we're going to learn this. Whatever that looks like in basketball, I'm not sure, but yeah. And then we're going to, all right, scratch that. We're not going to use anything from those couple of weeks. We're going to use a whole new set of things this week. Yeah. It's basically because, you know, I, I equate to football. Yeah. So, so, something like that. Yeah. Like it's, that's it's, the dumbest. That I, I'm not going to say because we're live and everything what I want to <laughs> say, but that's. that's <laughs> Somebody's Stupid. going to O'Shack Hennessy's office, right? <laughs> we got to send me to O'Shack Hennessy's office <laughs> for my language. Well, we might go viral. Maybe, maybe but you should say what is, you want to say. Yeah. If that's true, then yeah, I, I, I hope. I'm for, not going to say you. Did, I don't think anybody deserves to get fired because I never want anybody to say that about that. But this game has passed you by. If that's what you're doing, yeah. Now, I'm now, leave it that. I, I think Tom Crean will land on his feet. I think he's good enough. He'll find. He'll find something somewhere. I just don't think he's a good fit at Georgia. Let's just let's just let's just come down to that fact. I, I just don't think he's a good fit at Georgia. I think he. I thought he was kind of a weird fit when they hired him too. But you know, we had to think outside the box. I don't blame. I don't blame us for hiring him because we had to think outside the box. But but it didn't work, so we got to move on. But yeah. that's a huge but. That's a huge butt. So, uh, but yeah, Florida just play with more cohesion. So we'll, uh, on the next show, we'll probably, uh, we'll probably get a little bit into that as well and continue down this basketball path, but Super Bowl, man, um, Rams, Bengals, if you're living under a rock, uh, Rams, Bengals, Joe Shiesty <laughs> versus, versus, uh, versus Matthew Stafford. Um, this is, I mean, to, to be honest, this is one of the few Super Bowls in, in recent memory that I've said, I really don't care who wins. I just want a good game because I, I like the storylines on both sides. I know that's kind of like a non-committal sitting on the middle of the fence type, <laughs> type answer, but I mean, it's the truth. I can but, make a case for why I want the Rams to win. But who are you putting your money on, Corey? What's going on here? Who am I putting my money on? I'm probably going to put my money on the Rams. <laughs> yeah, I'll probably I'll probably take the Rams in that regard. They've got the experience. They they've been there uh for the most part. That staff has been there. McVeigh's been there. Aaron Donald, he's got a little chip on his shoulder from the last time he went. Uh, a lot of those guys have been been in that situation. And uh, I just think I just think they're gonna be more prepared. I think so too. I think with all the uh, guys that they've added to the staff, not to the staff, but to the roster. Have really helped them moving forward. Von Miller, I think, with is, with, with Tennessee sacking uh, Joe Shiesty nine times, uh, the defensive front linebacking core of the Rams is going to have a field day mm-hmm. um, with that, that if they if they can't stop them. Because that Rams offense can actually score, unlike unlike Tennessee's. Yes, I promise you, they won't try to run the ball 150 times during this game. Right. Exactly. So that'll be uh, that'll be interesting there. I, I really do like 
I really do like what the Rams are doing schematically. I think they've, I think they've evolved with Matt Stafford. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, the proof is in the pudding because Odell Beckham was, he, he was, he was dead career wise. His career was dead, right? He, he got traded and everybody's like, ah, it'll, you know, he'll be number three behind Van Jefferson. And if he, if he catches a touchdown or two, it'll be successful. Well, he caught six touchdowns and he became a major factor on the field outside of some guy named Cooper cup. Yes. I'm thinking you also put him around a bunch of veterans too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think um, him and Lamar Landry. I mean, I think Lamar. Hey, Jar- him Jarvis. And Landry. Yeah, Jarvis, Jarvis Landry. Landry. Where am I getting Lamar from? But Jar- him and Jarvis Landry were both I think, he, I, think same you meant, time. I think you were thinking Laron Landry. That's what I was thinking about. Yeah. Who's a safety who would decapitate you? He's a walking targeting penalty. <laughs> yes, that's Laron, exactly Laron what I was Landry is. I yeah. just I just mixed a bunch of names together. Um, but him being, you know, then you bring Baker Mayfield in as well. There's never really any stability where he where he's been. Um no. when he was with New York. I mean, there was so much turmoil there. When they lost um, I Coughlin, think I think I think he was yes. there for one year with Coughlin, and then I think he mm-hmm. was. I think they had McAdoo, and then Shermer. Yeah. I mean, it just wasn't a good situation for him. And then uh, Victor, uh, what's Cruz. his name? Uh, receiver Victor Cruz, you know, got hurt, and they didn't yeah. bring him back. So um, I think now that he has some veteran leadership um, on that Rams team. You know, he's got guys he can learn from. You know, as, as bad as people talk about Jalen Ramsey, you can't knock what he does. He's bringing lunch bell every day. Mm-hmm. You know what you're going to get? You're going to get four quarters of hell. He backs it up, man. Jalen Ramsey. Love every him or single him. game. He backs, it, he backs it up. So, and veterans who've been there before, and Vaughn Miller, um, Aaron Darnold, you know, Matt Stafford, who's been there for forever. Um, Cooper Cup to kind of show him, you know, the ropes as far as being a receiver, you know, completely. Um, I think it's going to be, I think it's been a, a career saving moment, you know, for Odell. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's sucking up the moment, which is great. You know, you haven't heard a lot from Odell, you know, since he joined the Rams. You've heard nothing so, but good you know, things, really. I mean, he, he's been. Exactly. Just, he's what we people thought he was going to be mm-hmm. right now. He's so. what we thought he was going to be with Jarvis mm-hmm. in, in Cleveland. But Cleveland's Cleveland. They they have Baker Mayfield and they have a, they have Kevin Stefanski who, I just think tried to force feed things in the past game when he didn't have to, mm-hmm. you know, you have, you have Chubb and Kareem hunt and even Dearness Johnson who proved himself. I mean, you have three legitimate runners there. They just, it just, the chemistry wasn't there. And a lot of it's Baker Mayfield, if we're being honest, but um, now yeah. we, we say all this about the Rams, not to discount what Burrow and and the Bengals have been able to do. I mean, their defensive line is one of the tops in the league. I mean, they're one of the best teams on third down. Uh, they're a team that just, no matter how big the lead. I mean, you saw an AFC Championship twenty one three. Okay, it, it's over, right? And their defense didn't allow a, a score until late in that. I mean, they held them three points in the second half. I mean, it was outstanding. And then that that's that, crazy. That play right before halftime. Yes. As soon as he made that play, I was like, well, that's the only play Eli Apple made in that entire game. <laughs> but uh, it was probably the biggest play because I, I think it showed that. Um, I, I think it kind of showed Kansas City's vulnerability a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't think, you know, obviously Kansas City wasn't able to recover after that because they're like, oh, they just, that was, that was our scoring play and they, they stuffed it at the goal line. 
Oh crap. Mm-hmm. You know, what do we do? So, um, so, so they're very opportunistic. Joe Burrow obviously is very, probably some of the best pocket awareness that I've seen in the league um, outside of some guy named Tom Brady. Um, I just think he, he just gets it done, man. And Jamar Chase and T Higgins, Ta- uh, Tyler Boyd, I was about to say Taj Boyd, but Tyler Boyd. I'm mixing up names too, Israel. Thanks, man. I blame you. Um, my bad. My bad. <laughs> you have Joe Mixon. I mean, they they have some weapons too, offensively. Um, they so do. They're, they're they got some dudes, right. man. They got they got some some dudes offensively and defensively. Um, their defensive line is top notch. I mean, it's it's going to be this is what this game is going to be one in the trenches. Mm-hmm. Um, can they stop the run? And can they get uh, pressure on each quarterback? And yep. um, that's good. That's that's really what's going to make this game fun. Yeah. Um, but the difference between Stafford and Burrow is if you don't get Burrow on the ground, it's going to hurt you. Yeah. Um, Stafford's not really known for his legs, but he can run. But Burrow yeah. can actually hurt you um, if you don't get him to the ground. So he's got some weapons outside. Joe Mix is running the ball. I mean, like a, a man possessed. I mean, then you got Jamar Chase, you know, hitting the greedy on everybody. So I think it's going to be a great, great matchup with him and Jalen Ramsey all night long. So I'm looking forward. This is one Super Bowl, you know, everybody looks forward to Super Bowl, but most of the time I only look forward to the commercials during the Super Bowl. But I'm actually looking forward to actually sitting down and enjoying this one and watching this one. Yeah. And most Super Bowls haven't let me down. So that's been good. But yeah, this one is going to be fun because I think you have a quarterback with Matt Stafford. If you can get him off his rhythm a little bit, you can gain a little slight edge on him. Uh, but with Joe Burrow, you just got to keep him contained. And and like what Tennessee did a good job of is is, is just overwhelming him with, with pressure. Mm-hmm. So I mean, he, he's going to hurt you. I mean, you, um, they had the LSU Oklahoma game on the um, the other night, and I was watching it. I mean, as many times as he got away from that defense, you know, even when they did play defense against him, oh, I mean, he's still defense? making plays down the field. You know, Trey, they yeah. tried. They they really oh, did. Okay. They gave the old college try, literally. <laughs> um, but um, the way that he was able to, to escape, um, and, I, and I also watched the Alabama LSU game as well um, the other night. So, I mean, getting pressure on him is great. That's all well and good. But if you don't put him on the ground, He's going to hurt you. He does a great job of keeping his eyes downfield. So, um, and then that defense, I mean, those two ends coming off the edge, um, they got a great linebacker core as well. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing that, that's really, you know, suspect is the secondary. Uh, you got to stop Cooper Cup. Well, mm-hmm. if you stop him, you got to stop Odell. Mm-hmm. And then I mean, you got to stop, stop Van Jefferson. Him, you got to stop Jefferson. So, I mean, yeah. it's really, they got a three headed monster as well. Um, back there, and you got two backs that can catch it out the backfield as well. So, there I think it's, I think they're pretty evenly matched. Um, it's going to be it's going to come down to who doesn't turn the ball over and who can get the other team's quarterback on the ground the most, and that team's going to win. Exactly, and I think that team's going to be the Rams. But um, be on the lookout. I'm going to send out via social media. So if you follow us, follow the show uh, via play action pools. Uh, there's a bingo game. I think that'll be really fun. Uh, they're they're launching as a pilot, so I'm, I'm going to send some information out on that as I get it. But uh, Israel, as we as we wrap, here's some of the here's some of the prop bets. Uh, they have uh, they have first half props, first quarter props, added game props, anthem specials, commercial specials, um, kicking props, halftime specials. Where do you want to start? I think the anthem is going to last about two and a half minutes. 
Yeah. So, so the props are here's here's the props for for the anthem. So here's what you can bet on via BetOnline.ag. So any scoring drive shorter time than the anthem length. <laughs> yes or no. The favorite is yes. At minus two fifteen. No. I'm going no on that one. Okay. So you're gonna have to work to score some points now. Mm-hmm. You can do a whole parlay of just anthem bets here. Uh, color of Mickey okay. Guyton's outfit. I don't know who the hell Mickey Guyton is, but oh, is he going to wear white, yellow, gold, blue, black, gray, silver, red, purple, pink, green, or orange? Who is this guy, Power Ranger? I, I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> I wish I could tell you. I'm not cool enough. Um, but the favorite is white at plus 250. Sounds like, like a Power Ranger. Yeah. The uh, the the extreme underdog is orange. Which, yeah. Um, is he gonna forget or omit a word? Yes or no? Nah. Yeah, I don't think so either. Uh, is Mickey Guyton? Oh, Mickey Guyton must be a must be a female because is Mickey Guyton gonna show cleavage during the anthem? Yes you or know, no? If we didn't go through this, I'd never know who Mickey Gotten was until. Sunday. I still, I still don't, but I've, de- I've deduced that it is that this person is going to show cleavage, so I can only Google. Yeah, I will be googling this when we get off the. Googly is Uncle Google is a friend. <laughs> All right, uh, number of planes during the flyover, under or over five. Do they have an open roof? Yeah, that's a retractable. I was about it'll, to say because I was going to say zero because nobody be able to see it. No, nah, it'll it'll be uh, it'll be open for at least the flyover. Then they'll close it. Uh, McVeigh or Zach Taylor is going to be shown first during the anthem. You could bet on that. Um, which quarterback is going to be first shown, Burrow or Stafford, and which receiver, Cooper Cup or Jamar Chase, will be first shown? Those are the anthem bets. Those are good bets right there. Those are the anthem. You can bet on the Super Bowl MVP, who you think is going to be that. Uh, let's see, commercial. Let's look at commercials here. Uh, what is the first device shown during Squarespace commercial? Is it a laptop, tablet, phone, or desktop? The favorite is laptop. How many commercials will have a baby over under set at two? Uh, the number of NFL, MLB, or NBA players, it's all kind of either or, to appear in all commercials. The over under is set at seven and a half. I don't know who the half player is going to be. Maybe Kevin Hart. <laughs> Lexi Bose is going to be in one of these commercials. Yep. They know something we don't. Yeah, that's the half. Uh, set first in the Mick Ultra commercial. Dude or Jesus? Dude. Seen first in the Mick Ultra commercial, John Goodman, John Turturro, or Jeff Bridges? I know you do, dude. Uh, what NFT will be shown first during any commercial? No clue. Not even going to get into that one. What will be said first during any commercial? Bitcoin, Metaverse, NFT, or... What are the okay? These odds are getting weird now. Which Anheuser Busch commercial will run first? Budweiser, Bud Light next, make Ultra, Cutwater Spirits, what? Bud Light Seltzer, 
or McUltra Organic Seltzer. I guess Michelob is a Anheuser Busch, right? I didn't know that, but I guess so. Yeah. Okay. I got to start looking at my bottles. Yes. I know. That's one of those I'll place the bet and just go check it later. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying uh, to change it. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> um, halftime. So, color of Eminem's hair in his first appearance. Black. White, blonde, brown, black, or any other color? Going brown, black on that one. Color of Snoop Dogg's shoes. There are a whole bunch white. of colors. White, white is plus five hundred. The 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 uh, favorite is blue. Eminem wearing on head when first seen at halftime: a hat, nothing, hood, or do rag bandana. I like how they put do rag. <laughs> yeah, probably a hat. Mary J. Blige, is she going to show cleavage? Yes. Um, what types of earrings is she going to have? Hoops of some kind. Yeah. Total songs played during halftime. Under, over under nine. Five. Five. Okay, so that's the under. You're taking the under. Minus 120. They're both, it's the same odds, which is weird. Um, what will be seen first? A Bored Ape Yop Club image? Tupac Shakur? Snoop Dogg in a Steelers uniform or Eminem in a Lions uniform? That's a good one. That's a good one. So you can head over to Bet Online and check out any of these props. Um, I'm not going to bore you with reading every single prop on every single category, but you can uh, you can go over there and see for yourself and, and make any sort of parlay that you want. So um, that's gonna that's gonna provide for some some fun entertainment during the game. Um, but uh, oh wow, okay that that is our timer. Our timer is up. It is it is that time. Israel, we have uh, we have discussed everything that we can discuss. Parlay some of these that. Absolutely, man. So, um, if you want to subscribe, comment, follow us, let us know what what you want to do. I'll, you know, what do you want to parlay on there? What do you see? You can let us know. You can uh, you can follow you can follow us. Uh, Troopstar twenty eight uh, is a is a great follow. I've heard he's been sending people to Oshak Hennessy's <laughs> office. So um, you got that uh, at Believe in Dogs at Coach Burton thirty six. I can't hold a candle to Israel. I'm trying, but I can't. I just can't. Uh, Israel hey, man, is, uh, whatever pops in my head, I'm going to start tweeting it from now. Oh, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to censor some of the stuff that pops in my head, and yeah. then I'm going to tweet it. Yeah, you don't want to get canceled. I'm going to let my I'm going to let my fellow PE teacher proofread things for me sometimes. She's my saving grace a lot. There you go. Um, before I say and or do anything. There you go. There you go. So, so there you have it. Um, subscribe, comment, find us uh, wherever you catch your podcast, or if you want to catch us on YouTube, you can follow our Twitter page as well. That'll be live there too. So we are the Believe in Georgia Dogs podcast presented by betonline.ag. You can see us right here on Brinks TV. Um, we're also presented by NordVPN and Masterworks. So um, lots of excitement here. We hope you have a great week, great rest of your week. Uh, we hope you enjoy your Super Bowl with all your appetizers. I might do a, a short extra episode on appetizers and things that you can eat at the Super Bowl. And uh, with that, we'll see you later. Go dogs. Go dogs.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.